welcome to our episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Joining me today is Wario Will. Yep, we're in the middle of the month now. Can you believe that? We're in no. the middle of July, and hopefully you people stop be, be setting off fireworks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, next week's going to be Pikmin 4 uh, release. Yeah, the dang time goes by so quickly. We're in June, July. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe it's already almost the middle of the July. I mean, I specifically remember the start of July where I had a, the blackout, because that lasted until the 3rd. And now it's like already halfway through. I'm like, has it really been that long since it all started? Because it was literally two weeks ago today. <laughs> mm-hmm, it, feels like mm-hmm. so much, it feels like so much closer. Yeah, and time's going by so much quickly. It's it's crazy. We're almost we're halfway through with this year already. It's crazy. I hate, I hate it. So much. <laughs> also here, who I do not hate is Skull Kid Scott. Why is there still fireworks in the middle of July though? I I like, for real. I, Stupid people. That's all I can say. <laughs> I kid you not. I barely had any near me on Fourth of July, which is odd because usually my location's like full of fireworks nuts and. Nothing. I think I had like one random explosion like a few days later, but that was it. Like one. I think I'd be maybe the law and local law enforcement actually has done their jobs. Perhaps I don't know. Maybe. That's maybe. good for you. Yeah, for you. <laughs> for me, I am the lucky one for once. Yay! <laughs> and speaking of unlucky, here's Falcon Five. Why am I unlucky? You know. You Do I know. though? Do I though? Well, I could make a joke here about how you don't know a lot of things, but I would never do a joke like that to my oh, sister. Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. You totally would never do such a joke. Never. No. Mm-mm. Never. Mm-mm. Not at all. Mm-mm. Say hi to Faith. Say hi to everyone, Faith. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I thought my presence was already announced by me talking, but hi. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right, we have an interesting show for you today, including uh, debating the next Splatfest topic that starts tomorrow slash today when you're potentially listening to this podcast. But first, what have you been playing? Oh, let's see. How about Faith goes first? Because surely she's been playing lots and lots of games in the last week. Um... That's a no. <laughs> I played The Sims. I'm trying to build a... So, basically, I was building this on stream. And I was making two characters. And I wanted my fans... Or, I don't really know if you call them fans. Just people that show up to my stream. Um, they're, they're not really like my fans. They're like the people whose essence meshes with my <laughs> essence. And it's a beautiful <laughs> symbiosis of life. I'm sorry. You may continue. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like making it all about them. I knew that I wanted to at least have one female character. So I started with that just so we had something to do. And then I was like, okay, how many characters are we going to do the whole thing? And so basically one of my, one of the people that views my stream a lot, um, follows me on Instagram and they know that I'm obsessed with Supernatural. So like, why don't you make a like love story happen between your protagonist female and then make the male like sam and i'm like i have never heard such a beautiful thing so that's what we ended up doing and i hate all the houses that i built every single one of them uh because they're haunted (laughs) like supernatural 
No, I just don't like the build like, because I need space for everything. You know, I don't know how many how many munchkins there's going to be. I want to be able to have space for the barn and however many horses I want to have. I don't know if we can have baby horses like little ponies because if we have little ponies, I'm going to need like a whole little little pony area <laughs> because I'm going to want a lot of ponies. So wait, They're going to be adorable. Hold on. So, so if, if you get one, would that be, would that be the definition of My Little Pony? <laughs> and so basically then i kind of just put the sims down because i'm like i'm just gonna wait until the expansion pack comes out and like try and build something better in like the new land because they don't have any kind of like country area in the sims everything is so cityified and i don't like it um <laughs> so aside from that i'm trying to think what else i played i think i played gta and I can't find a place to put my monster truck. So that's been a whole episode. <laughs> Basically, you have to glitch your monster truck into your garage. So that's interesting. Um, I, I, I can't help but think of the words <laughs> of Bob Iger. When he's like, his fate is clearly complaining about not having the space to fit her monster truck. And she's clearly having unreasonable demands and trying to be unrealistic about what to do with her monster truck. And I'm sure half the people are like, who the heck is Bob Iger? And all I say is look up the writer's strike. It'll become very apparent what this joke is. <laughs> Hashtag WGA strong. Because, like, basically they had their 4th of July event, you know, like a week or so ago. And it went on and you got a free monster truck. So, obviously, me being me, I'm like, yeah, I want a monster truck. Yeah, I want to be able to run over everything, obviously. And so, you know, I got it. And then I was like, me being me, I'm like, yeah, I'm totally just going to take it downtown to my little apartment. I'm just going to park it in the garage. It don't fit. You know, it don't fit. <laughs> it, it, does, it doesn't work like that. And so then it, the game told me, error, monster truck does not fit in this garage. Oh. So it doesn't have a home. So that's basically been what I've been doing. Those two things. Nothing's really worked out for me lately in gaming, but it's okay. Every day in America, millions of monster trucks go unsheltered. <laughs> changes by calling at 1-800-MONSTER-TRUCK in the arms of the angels. But I'm also I'm surprised, Faith, because I, I'm surprised you didn't actually say you were playing a, a, a Disney's Dreamlight Valley because I know there was like a recent update with Vanellope, if I recall correctly. Um, actually, that's coming out like I think next week, maybe uh, they're okay, about okay, to okay. release it. Okay, um, okay, I okay. got on there a few times. Mainly, my job and mental state have taken up all of my time. Okay. So, yeah, but I'm trying to. It's so weird because, like, I'm gonna make this comment real fast. It's weird because they released this candy house, okay? And it looks something like just like something out of Sugar Rush, and now the whole community is freaking out that the Penelope <laughs> is not gonna have a house. S-U-G-A-R I'm sorry, uh, Wreck-It Ralph, one of the best <laughs> Disney movies ever. <laughs> but now basically everybody thinks that Vanillope's not going to have a house because we have a candy house now. And everybody thinks that she's just going to be running around without a house. But then somebody made the most wholesome comment that she's just going to live with Ralph. And they're going to secretly bring Ralph to the game at the same time. And they're going to both live together and like be the cutest like big brother and little sister ever. So we'll see if that happens. That's what I want. I, I can understand why people would want that. But canonically, that just wouldn't work. Because as we all know, when, uh, wreck, when Ralph gets into a house, I'm going to wreck it! <laughs> <laughs> Love that movie. All right. Uh, let's see. Scott, how about you? What have you been playing? 
Alrighty, so other than Trails into Reverie and more Bethlehem Arc, I have picked up another game, which is has been uh, called Vanilla Beast Retro Knockout. Uh, what well, is it with you weird with these weird titled games you keep playing, Scott? <laughs> I keep getting set weird titled games, and then I play them because the weird title the weird titles actually make me interested in somehow. <laughs> Continue. But uh, you remember the old game, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, right? Mm -hmm, of course. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You remember liking that game, right? Well, I mean, I never played it, but... Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Well, I'm just being honest. I never... I, I was before my time. I honestly was. That's fair. Um, remember, remember so... I'm old, but not that... <clears throat> Imagine if they did that, but then put the difficulty up to 100. <laughs> and then you couldn't actually choose what the heck you had in options. It was just... You only could dodge and weave and hit and then power punch, and that was all your options. It's difficult. Oh, oh, oh. And it's kind really? of annoying. <laughs> and it, it, it's not not fun, so to speak. It's still like fun and engaging. It still has the same combat system as Punch-Out, so it still has the good core gameplay there. It's just... They have 30 different boxers, and once you get past, like, the first, like, five or so, you start getting into the this-game-wants-to-kill-me mentality. Uh... So, like, Dark Souls? Yeah, like that, but, you know, Pixel. <laughs> so Pixel Dark Souls. It's, it's fun in the sense that it, like, keeps wanting you to keep getting better at the game, but the problem I have with it a lot is it doesn't really incentivize you to get better other than beat the next boxer, but then the next boxer doesn't really give you a whole lot. Uh, okay, so no one's you, you get like a You get okay. like a small, like, here's a little story snippet or a cinematic sometimes, but for the most part, you still have, like, the same everything. The only thing that gives you more stats is by doing the training, like, mini games, oh. which they have three. <laughs> and I did all three of them before the second boxer. <laughs> Oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Which, it's good that the training isn't hard. I, I was going to worry that if the training was super hard. The hardest part of the training was that uh, you have to fight a shark. And you just have to what? basically know when that you need to dodge when the shark wants to bite you. Dude, you, you <laughs> wait, you, you seriously have to fight a shark? Yes, you have to box a shark to submission. This is incredible, <laughs> mainly because it's about to be Shark Week over on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, that's fair that's true i forgot about that yeah that is hilarious this game is releasing actually today so yep and shark week is next week or the week after so my gosh this this is oh, wow that's perfect timing that has to be intentional oh most likely it's intentional like i have no doubt that they actually thought about this it was made from a kickstarter apparently i decided to you know look into it after trying to write my review on it which my review should be live by the time that you hear this podcast. Nice. <laughs> All right. Unless the world implodes. <laughs> if the Outer Haven is no longer, you know, up, then I don't even know how you're listening to this. <laughs> Life finds a way, Scott. Life finds a way. I mean, technically, we could just rebel and steal the podcast and keep doing it. Keith would be okay with it. I feel like he'd be okay with it. He might be okay I, I don't know if he wants to claim ownership over the NEP as much as the Outer Haven itself. <laughs> yeah, my look, I'm going to be getting a message from him after he hears this. Actually, Faith, I do matter. It does matter to me. And <laughs> I mean, if anything else, we are the only, like, one more, more consistent podcast that's been weekly. So, like, yeah. Got our own Spect Spectator <laughs> mode keeps being so uh, off and on. <laughs> we, are the, we are the consistency of, of Outer Haven. You're welcome. Yeah. 
All right, Will, how about you? Uh, personally, for me, it has been, uh, of course, naturally the mixes here and there. Uh, continue on, uh, with naturally of Omega Strikers. Again, go team, milk, milk tea, of course, all that. And uh, yeah, going a little bit, getting ready for the Splatfest, which we're talking more for today. So just basically trying to get my catalog level up, of course. Of course. But, uh, <laughs> yeah 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 but uh majority wise i happen is going continue on my trek in um uh, tears of the kingdom and i actually have made it to the the lightning temple i met with riju just on honor of the lightning temple and yeah just uh just activated the the first um and the thunder rod so yeah just kind of making my way at the moment right there and uh also also with the side pieces like i also have um the I'm only, only one shrine short, which is in the the Dragon Isles on the Sky Islands, as well as one um, Sage's Will, I, which is also a, a same locale in the Dragon's Islands. But yeah, more or less, uh, I'm more uh, pretty much almost finished up with the shrines and everything else. So yeah, just got to finish up with this um, uh, Lightning Dungeon, Lightning Temple, and then afterwards uh, do that uh, one more, um, the After Dungeon, like which is the, um, the, the Sky Islands, what you meet with a uh, talk about Piora in regards so yeah that's, i'm all i'm pretty much nearing the the majority of what i sh i'm done with the main story so just need to go into the depths so oh, oh, almost there i'm almost there there you go and um aside from that naturally i mean the phase phase usual and yeah that um the new attempt is i mean talk talking about uh the summer form and all that like the storyline i mean fine fine but if any and Today, by, by the recording of today, they did mention like they were trying to get Shreed, um, the brother of Yorm, into the Summer Banner, and like yeah, Summer Shreed, okay, that and next year, so yeah, probably um hint on the next year's uh, Summer Banner. Boy, but... more <laughs> hey, it's a guy, it's not a girl. So. I don't give a crap. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and of course, naturally, um, that is ha um the the currently right now the um, the golden uh, the the golden Sears event right now, so yeah. Get get to um yeah just grind up more orbs and that that's that as well, but overall from that uh more or less just been pretty really same again next week is indeed Pikmin Force release so yeah I'm pretty much prepping up for that as well as the amiibos for Pyra and Mithra so just a quick reminder on that note, but yeah and of course naturally this weekend is indeed Splatfest so can't wait for that again even ah uh -huh. all right my turn so I have been going off and on between Mass Effect 3 and Persona 4 Golden. And uh, my experiences are incredibly different, as you could imagine. So in Mass Effect 3, I am just, I am taking my time and just doing every single side quest, mini quest, whatever, just to, you know, ex further explore this beautiful galaxy that the OG Mass Effect, you know who you are. Uh, crafted for us yeah he, he scott gets it and it's just it's beautiful how how things are handled even between the main missions and the side quest missions like everything feeds into everything it's great because since i played one two and then right into third because i got a legendary edition how my choices have affected everything how the even the dlc plays into it uh for example if you didn't play the batarian mass relay uh dlc of the second game the opening of three is entirely different, more or less, and how uh, what happens with Shepard. So I'm glad that I played it to get this new perspective on things. And I don't even care that I haven't even gotten like to the end yet because I'm just I've been playing for over 20 hours and I am not bored. It's a beautiful thing. But this game also knows how to hit me right where it hurts because <laughs> in Mass Effect 2, there is a character named Kelly Chambers, 
and she is like this incredibly nice yeoman uh that's a rank and she is so helpful she's kind she takes care of your fish i mean my gosh what a perfect woman and <laughs> i mean she's a, she's already a redhead so she already had my heart but now she's like she'll take care of my fish and be awesome at the same time like what else could there be um that was really a joke, but you know. Whatever. <laughs> um, I, I just thought you were being honest. I mean, if they're taking care of your <laughs> Kelly, I mean, Kelly. I mean, a woman. Oh, gotta be careful there. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, so, you, <laughs> I, I, but she works for Cerberus, and so in, in Mass Effect Three, when you're officially back with the Alliance, Kelly shows up, and there's a key conversation that I forgot about, and it's basically she wants to stay on the Citadel to help people who have been hurt in the Reaper attacks. And so you can either tell her, yeah, go ahead and do that. You know, you're doing great work or you need to go into hiding because of Cerberus. I'm doing a Paragon route. So I'm like, hey, keep helping people. You're doing a great job, Kelly. Don't stop. Cerberus attacks the Citadel about midway through the game. And I'm going to check on everybody. And I don't even think about Kelly for whatever reason. And all of a sudden I hear, hey, where's that one lady who was helping us? She goes, oh, you mean Kelly? And he goes, yeah, she's really nice. And, she, and they go, she's dead. I'm like, wait, what? And like, yes, yeah, Cerberus caught, found her, and they shot her square in the eyes. And like, they make it clear that they just straight up pulled the trigger right in front of her face. And I'm just like, my my heart sank because I forgot. I forgot about the Cerberus attack. I forgot that that Kelly would be in danger, and I felt horrible. And I couldn't go back, obviously, and change it because it was multiple conversations ago on the Citadel. And I just like that really hurt because yeah, I to be I too. really liked Kelly, and <laughs> she didn't deserve to die like that. But, yes, sadly, like the conversations that you never know is gonna have. Yeah, you want to do good, but has a bad outcome. Yes. Yeah. And again, I've only played Mass Effect three once. That was when it originally came out because the ending soured it for me because of what happened. Yeah, I didn't want to do a replay after that. I did. I, I honestly didn't. And like, I, I, let's call that the Game of Thrones effect, where I've never binged Game of Thrones because of how it ended. Uh, but Mass Effect three <laughs> was like one of the originals for me because like I get to that ending. It sucked. Like a lot of people admitted it. It sucked, and I I didn't play it again. So this has actually been a, a thrill for me because it's like, oh my gosh, I forgot all this detail. Everything's interconnected. It's a beautiful thing. And then Kelly dies, and I have to keep getting reminded that Kelly dies. Like uh, two people on the ship that you can bring back uh, from the Cerberus days. They go, hey, Kelly's dead, and I'm like, oh my. I was like, don't remind me. Like, oh gosh, it's, it's horrible. And then because of your choices and, and certain canon events, Thane dies, Morden dies, and it's just like you, you, you see it weighing on Shepard, and like it weighs on you too, especially if you was with Kelly because that was technically my choice. I remember in a different playthrough, saving Kelly, and she thanked me for it, but I didn't think about that, because I'm like, oh, she'll be fine. No, she wasn't, and she's dead, and that hurts so I mean, like, if anything else, like, yeah, um, Dane's death was, unfortunately, it's like, again, you knew he was dying. Oh, uh, yeah. Morden, there's only, like, one way to save Morden, which is, like, a very specific flags, unfortunately. Yeah, and so... I would do it because he, this was a very noble death for him, and obviously mm -hmm. he saved Tachanka and the Krogan. Um, I would explain this to Faith, but I know she's a huge Mass Effect fan, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I, I, I've collected everything there is. Yeah. Y'all just haven't seen it because I, like, have it in storage right now. So, uh, <laughs> just just so we can clarify things for uh, for the audience, Faith, when you created your custom Harbinger character, were you male Harbinger or female Harbinger? So, you see... <laughs> yes? <laughs> 
I mean, you know, it's always tempting to to pick the male because, you know, you always think they're going to be stronger. But I had to stick with the women and, you know, support fellow women. I had to pick the woman. So, you know, it was a tough decision. But you were were strictly (laughs) on side Femhar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. so proud of you. You realize the trap you just walked into, right? It's fine. Uh (laughs) The main character's name is Shepard, not Harbinger. Okay. (laughs) I don't understand any of this. I know! That's the joke! (laughs) Anyway, I'm I'm heavily enjoying that, and then with Persona 4 Golden, I have just gotten to the uh, third temple, which is a Risei temple which is the i kid you not teenage strip club temple believe it oh yeah the stri- yeah with kanji's yeah, <laughs> with yeah. yeah kanji was a steam house which was yeah and then we have this which is a, st- a teenage strip show because yeah i know why don't get me wrong I, I i understand why the 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 shadow did this but it's just like and I thought I thought uh, Persona Five was bad at times. Like, ooh, man, they even Persona Five didn't go this far. <laughs> well, not not really. So yeah, it's an interesting experience. Um, I definitely feel that Persona Five is better. Of course, of course. Uh, the story wise, I, I like it. I like the mystery element of uh, you know, what's going on with the TV. Why is it happening? You know, why the sh- I like I like the interpretations of the shadows. Because it's like this isn't just some random monster; it's you. It's a version. Yep, 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 yep. We all suppress, and you know, oh, there's a main event topic. What would our shadows be? No, we're not going to do that. (laughs) Not today. Not today. today. (laughs) I don't need you all to know that I'm a bloodthirsty murderer on the inside. Uh, Oh, I I already knew that. Oh yeah, you would. (laughs) Well, you are my sister, so I would confide in you in such things. (laughs) Um, but. No, like, I like that element to the storyline. I will say that, and I don't, how do I say mm. this? How do I say this delicately? The character of Kanji is just so annoying. He's really? Not, I don't like him at all. Like, he, like I haven't had one social link with him because you have to actually have to activate it to, to start it. And I just have had no interest because it's like, he's such an idiot. Like, he's a poor man's Ryuji and Ryuji came later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, yes, he like granted Kanji's character isn't as like as about like oh I get it. Yeah. What you're really saying is Kanji. Why do you just beat me up? He's just like that. Like he is more or less pure muscle, no brain, but he does have some things, but it's just not as developed. But granted, granted, Kanji is a little bit of a yeah two dimensional. Yeah, and it's just like I like Chie and Yukiko and, and Yusuke, voiced by Yuri Lowenthal. Oh my yes. god, Spider-Man. <laughs> I, and that's the thing, like when I played the game, I kept hearing Yosuke's voice and I'm like, dang, he sounds familiar. And I'm trying to like go through it and like think like who he is, and then I had to look it up. I was like, oh, that's Spider-Man. And now I can't picture him. Like I picture like Yosuke th- uh, web slinging through New York. It's yeah. So, I'm enjoying it. Um I do feel Persona 5 is better, but you know, they they, this was still a good base play. Persona 4 walks so Persona 5 can run. Absolutely. And there are still some people who will stand, you know, Persona 4 Gold. And I still haven't finished the game, so I don't know how it's going to end. But um, I, I, I still like it. My, my biggest frustration is that even more so than Persona 5, there just doesn't seem to be enough time in the day. 
Like I'm trying mm. to do all these social links and all these activities and I need to get more diligence and more understanding so I can do this tutoring job. That's another thing. It feels like it's even harder to get all the social links because some of them are in like the most random of places. Like I have to go to a tutoring job to unlock the tower persona card. And I was like, I wouldn't have known that unless I looked it up because I'm doing like there, there's a there's a tab that'll let you it's... Know everyone else does. And it's like, hey, I spent time with this person. I'm like, who's that guy? I, don't I mean, if anything else, if any consolation, because like it, it, Persona games is definitely the kind of game you want to have a guide if you want to get like the full experience, especially like like it, Persona 4 was definitely much more easier. It's actually much more easy on the social things compared to like the original Persona 3. Wow. And like, oh, Persona 3 was really hard because you, like, you had to go to Persona some 3. random places to get to the social links. Yeah, OG Persona 3 was very uh, tight, time tight. Uh, but yeah, like Persona 4 is is the, I would would not blame it if you need to use a guide for these social links because like that's oh, I do. that's personally what I did. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get the full links, get everyone maxed out, and yeah, you're gonna ha- yeah. I I do not blame it if you want to use yeah. the, the. I also hate that you. Margaret. I have to do the whole like fusion skill thing. I oh, hate fusion that. quest. I hated that in Persona 5, and I hate it here because like oh, I want to see you to see have you with this persona with this skill and i'm like okay how do i do that and so <laughs> i'm like oh i just have to level them up like okay and so i actually fused the bloody thing and I, the persona in question and i didn't get the skill and i'm like okay i'll have to train it and then i go no, no 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 you have to fuse these kinds of monsters together and then fuse them into the like that's dumb the, the skill, the persona fusion <laughs> recipes out there, yeah, like it gets really yeah. tedious. It, granted. It, it, it. So, but there sorry, are Margaret, there are places one. that you can find the persona fusion calculators or this. So yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's fine, but I ain't got time for that. So I'm sorry, Margaret. You were stuck at level one. <laughs> you, <laughs> uh, you might want to max out Margaret because for reasons. Like story reasons or gameplay reasons. For uh, for many reasons. <laughs> okay, let me put this to you another way. Let me put this to you another way. For and hear me out. Is this for story reasons, for gameplay reasons, or culture reasons? <laughs> Pretty much all the reasons listed above. <laughs> actually, <laughs> once you want to, uh, I, it does matter, especially with the extra content. If I recall correctly, yeah. If you the want to get con- to the golden route or whatever it's called in this There's one. There's a golden route. Oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> golden route. That's oh. the big thing that Persona's been doing with their expansions is they'll have like the base game and then they'll have an extra stuff as long as you take advantage of some of the quality of life changes, so to speak. Mm-hmm. God's above. Fine. <laughs> I will endeavor to. This is so stupid, though. I, I Again, so be, be the golden boy. Do it all. <laughs> Do it. Fine. Whatever. I'm seriously gonna have like a carve out a day, like I mean, like an actual day, not like a day in the game, because it's like I've got to go back to the original uh, castle to find some of these. Because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a level one with her, because I haven't finished the first one, so I've got yeah. uh, gods. I mean, the persona the fusion limits again depend on your level. So yes, granted, granted, it depends on your level. Huh? Like uh, because uh, the only as like with many previous persona games, like the the highest, the stronger persona only matches to your current level. Uh, your current avatar level so right. for example if you're level 55 you only could make level 55 personas like with pokemon right so what does that have to do with anything again with persona fusion quests that it matches with it kind of goes along with your levels basically sure moving on <laughs> we'll talk about this later all right because we gotta get to the news so it's time to go down the warp pipe and first the ftc 
Oh, yes, this story is still going on, but with plot twists, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, do we have to? So, I already lost so many brains just even looking at these headlines. Ugh. So here's the good news. As of right now, technically, the case is over because the judge ruled against the FTC, who, remember, was striking against Xbox doing the merger with Activision Blizzard. Uh, so... Right, sorry, against Sony, because Microsoft was trying to get with Activision Blizzard. So that merger, right as of right now, is technically going through. So, yay. But uh, that's not the, the story I want to talk about. Because if you recall last week, we did a nice big rant about how uh, Sony and the FTC was trying to say that Nintendo was not in the, quote, same level of competition as Xbox and Sony and their consoles. Uh-huh. Yeah, about that. The judge of the case said wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, by the judge's admission, this is a multifold answer. But by the judge's admission, they feel that my, that Nintendo and the Nintendo Switch are more than on level of competition of Sony and Xbox, and for very interesting reasons. Not the least of which is that the Xbox Series S was actually priced lower to compete with the Nintendo Switch, which is true. And also, we we know that uh, the Switch was lower price but that was just a choice based on their hardware and what they wanted to do it wasn't about hey okay we want to be on a just a different level than everyone else and just because you're different doesn't mean you're not competition so yeah now they did admit that the ftc met the absolute minimum requirements for separating nintendo but if the judge was to rule like overall it would say that nintendo is competition to sony and xbox to which i say duh <laughs> like where the heck were you've been all these like like how many years to switch out? It's like four or five years. I like think, but yeah, like the fact that it took you this long to even like recognize that fact. Like yeah, again, Nintendo's Nintendo. Like again, they brought back the gaming industry, and you say there's no competition. I mean, sure they had some down years, granted, but the fact that you wouldn't even acknowledge that Switch was Nintendo was competition. Now, yeah. that, just to clear, Will, it was only Sony saying this. The judge ruled that Nintendo was competition, and that's not on them to have a history bias or whatever. <laughs> All right, so, right, right. So the, ju the judges are friends, Will. The judges are friends. <laughs> Sony who sucks. Also, right, right, even right. Phil Spencer said that it would be a mistake to say that Nintendo was not competition. So there you go. And to be fair, Phil Spencer also said that they weren't competition in that market too. But that, that's that's a whole thing where Microsoft is in the weird phase where they want Nintendo to be a competition, but also not. Yeah. Because on one hand, they want Microsoft, they want it to be competition so that they can basically say, "Hey, we're giving Call of Duty to Nintendo, therefore we're giving it to our competition." But they also don't want to say their competition is because they were in the same point Nintendo was during the Wii U period. And they're basically saying we can't do the same thing because they're not we're not in the same level kind of a deal. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's a mess when you think of just like where they want to put Nintendo on the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft, we're a mess. <laughs> but I don't see me personally. I don't feel like Nintendo is even competition for Xbox or PlayStation, in my opinion, because I feel like it's so different. But, then. Right. Okay, okay, okay. But there's a difference between being different and not being competition. That's, that's the whole I, but here's the thing I look at it as Xbox and PlayStation are doing the same thing Nintendo's doing their own thing so to me it doesn't <laughs> seem like it doesn't seem like competition that's like that's like almost comparing VR gaming to regular gaming it's two completely different things to me so it's not competition mm -hmm. that's how I see it that is an interesting take on things 
Because um, like Nintendo is doing their own like beautiful thing over here, but then also Xbox and PlayStation are doing a really <laughs> cool thing too, but it's different. Yeah, when we know. say console wars, generally it's usually always PlayStation and Xbox. Exactly. But that's mainly because we already know Nintendo won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo doesn't have to fight for anything, so it's like, I don't know, I just feel like it's different. The console wars are fighting for second place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, there there are many sides to this, and I know we were very, you know, hammer over fist over what was said last time, but to me, when I think of competition, it's that you know, who are my competitors, different or not, and what can I do to try and be better than them? And, and a great example of this is what Sony and Xbox have been doing over the last few years to try and beat Nintendo, which is trying to shore up their first-party lineup. Because while it is true that Xbox and Sony have first-party games, they're nowhere near the number of Nintendo. Not yeah, they're not like Nintendo releasing, what, six a year? <laughs> yeah, and, and we're lucky if we get five from Xbox and Sony. So Yeah, usually Sony gets two a year. Microsoft gets between one to three. Yeah, so, like, Nintendo just dominates, and that's why they've been trying to buy all these other companies to shore up their line. Like, I saw a stat that said that uh, Sony was basically spending more on R&D and gaming acquisitions than ever before. Because yep. they're trying to shore their cells up. And that's a fine thing. That is their right to do. Just like it's Xbox's right to try and buy like places like Activision Blizzard. So that is their fight. I've never had a problem with that. All right. And would I like Nintendo to buy other companies to, you know, shore things up? Sure, but they don't. So whatever. You can buy all the development studios they already work with. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd love for them to buy level five, which we'll be talking about a little bit later. Because like they, they already work well with Nintendo. So, but anyway. Um, but the, the reason this ticked me off, Faith, is that they're just saying, like, oh, they're, they don't count because they're not really our competition. They count because they kick your star but... butts. And they have been <laughs> well, around forever. I'm... And you had to fight to get better than them, which Sony and Xbox have had better years than Nintendo. That's undisputed. But you can't say when you're down, they're not competition. And then when you're up, they are our competition because we're beating them. That's not right. And that was basically what Sony was doing here. It's like, oh, Nintendo's not really our competition because, you know, they're doing better than us right now. And they're such a different console that it shouldn't mar matter in the market values. It matters in the market values when they're on the charts all the gosh dang time. <laughs> they're only like True. the number one N sold the most weeks. Yeah. <laughs> NPD world numbers. Everyone doesn't, everyone looks at all three major publishers, all three. And that means your competition when everyone, everyone is looking at all three's numbers compared to each other. When Sony finally got their uh, microprocessor issues figured out, and, and Xbox too, and their, their numbers soared and they beat the Switch, that was big news. Why was that big news? Because it was the first time in years that anyone had truly beaten a Nintendo console in the worldwide sales market. Because they finally got their, the supply issues figured out. And that was big news because they, that was competition. That was, hey, Nintendo is here. You can't catch up until they actually did. And then Nintendo beat them again. Competition. So, I don't want to go wrestling on here, but this is like WWE saying that AEW is not competition when they absolutely <laughs> are. <laughs> and hey, WWE, we're about to sell out 80,000 plus in Wembley. What have you done this year? Oh, we sold 82,000 in WrestleMania. Good for you. You still suck. <sighs> I feel better now. That felt, that felt great. Cursing out WWE, I really get to do that. I really get to show my wrestling side. Uh, all right, moving on to a more somber story. 
Uh, it has sadly been eight years since the loss of Mr. Awada and uh, the former Nintendo president. And many, including Reggie Fisame, almost said the late Reggie Fisame. That was <laughs> he ain't dead yet. He ain't dead yet. <laughs> yet. He's still with us. His body is still ready. <laughs> um, but like many, like Mr. Uh, Reggie Fisame and others, have been chimed in and said their gave their condolences once again and their memories of Mr. Awada. And this was just a man who, in direct contrast to some of the CEOs that we're dealing with nowadays, like your Jeff Bezos, your your um, Elon Musk, your Bob Iger's, and uh, the Netflix president, and so on and so forth. This was a guy who... And Bobby Kotick. Thank you. Oh, Bobby Kotick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to make a... Yeah, can Xbox actually fix Blizzard? No. Um, No. They need to fix themselves first. Yes. Yeah. But let's not ask for miracles. Uh, (laughs) There's some things even gods can't do. (laughs) Anyway, but uh, he was a guy who thought of this company first. Um, Faith, I don't know if you remember this story, but when the Wii U was doing terribly and there was a concern about pay amongst the employees, Mr. Iwata took a pay cut to ensure that everyone else got paid. Oh that's my gosh! The, that's the kind of guy he was. He and That's so cute! He was an inspiration, Faith. And he was a guy who was like, I know we're struggling with Wii U. We will do better. And he was the mastermind behind the Switch in many aspects. He even asked uh wait hold on sorry that was a different console but uh but he he made sure that the switch was like everything it could be and it, it was sad that he he died late before he could see the full success of it um that's sad yeah he was he, it, was, it was, was so wholesome and then you broke my heart yeah <laughs> it was definitely a big moment i cried that day. Yeah. I, I cried i even i went to tell my mom because I was still living with her at the time, I'm like, Mom, Miss, uh, the the president of Nintendo died, and he was well. How old was he? Well, like, 55, 60? Yeah, fairly, fairly young, fifty. Yeah, yeah around that range. It was so sudden. I mean, he was the guy behind the Nintendo Direct. Faith, Mr. Iwata is who we have to thank for that. Yep. And he was, mm-hmm. he will be missed. And again, he was a guy who was for the company, but he wanted to do right by the employees of the company. Unlike so many right now. And, yep. Yeah. Mm. Like for the record, if you seriously haven't didn't hear what that Bob Iger dick said. Go look it up. I, <laughs> there are so many people who want to slap that guy that there would be a line. You know, that's what we need to do. Like, pay a dollar to slap Bob Iger. And, like, all the money <laughs> oh, the goes to the rightful people who need the money right now. Um, but anyway, we missed you, Mr. Iwata. Thank you for everything you did. Nintendo is doing amazing, and I'm sure you're smiling down with all your Nintendo characters. So, actually, Faith, if you really want me to break your heart, uh, when Mr. Iwata passed away, there was this piece of art that got put, that got passed around the internet. It was all the main Nintendo characters, and they're going, "What's happening?" He's like, "We got a guest coming. He's almost here. He's almost here." And then they turn around, and, they're, and it's Mr. Iwata, and they're welcoming him into Nintendo Heaven. And it's just like, "Oh, I cried." I was like, "It is like, hello, everyone," and everyone's like, "Mr. Iwata." It's it's beautiful. It was. So mm, I remember that yeah. as well. Yep. Like yeah, even like the memorial thing back in Nintendo NY with the banana and everything, the uh-huh. amiibos and. Oh, yeah, it was. Oh, he is missed. Yeah, Very he is. much. Yeah. All right. From the loss of a great man to a loss of potential gaming history, it was revealed by multiple pre- preservation of games efforts that uh, up to a certain point, like pre-2010, 85% of all video games made are unaccessible. Think about that. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. And... 
that's a lot. And why, again, I'm talking pre-2010. So that means everything. Okay, so all this, all this 2010. It's like that was Wii U, PS3, Xbox, three, Xbox. The GameCube, right? yeah. yeah. So like many games from basically the original Xbox, PS2, GameCube previously, you cannot get 85 to 87 percent of all those games right now. Yeah, it is. It's they said like even when people are saying like, oh, we have a return rate, we got to bring them back. Yeah, it's. Bare minimum is paltry. Like, again, Dorado the, the Completions has a great, great video. Definitely check them out in regards to this topic. But yeah, it's just the fact that like, the consoles that we grew up, again, we can't even play Atari games anymore. Like, you can't even bring, like, I don't know, good old Space Invaders or that sort of, like, going retro stuff. I mean, heck, and of course, naturally, the game I always preach many times over, Skies of Arcadia, you, you <laughs> cannot play that game anymore. Unless like, you want to fork money to scalpers. <laughs> yes, and like of course, sure we can do the emulator route, and yes, that is the thing. But of course, naturally, people there are people that don't know that skill. They only just they're the diehard fans, and yes, emulators are there. But uh, like again, we're not uh, hackers on that <laughs> point. So yeah, I mean, I do appreciate them talking about like emulators can be a way, but it's not the way because of how inaccessible emulation itself is to just the general public. Mm-hmm. Not everybody knows how to work it or how to utilize, you know, in complicated resources and tools. Right, right, right. So only the less diehards. And of course, naturally, like here now with the recent shop, the close off the, the 3DS and, and Wii U eShop. Again, you can't play Xenoblade Chronicles X anymore. Nope. Can you think about that? And like now we just got have, let it w- basically live in, in Wii U purgatory unless Monolith or uh, Nintendo does something, which who knows when. So yeah, it's just it's, it's so very sad. sad. Like, these games is like they're locked in purgatory now forever. If they ever get decide to bring it back, yeah. it's just like it's it's nuts. It's and while there nuts. are attempts to do right by these old games, like with what, like with sorry, like with what, uh, limited run games have done in the last week by announcing what was like five or six. Uh, physical game releases of lost titles, including a Shantae game that I never even heard of. A Game yeah, Boy Advance game Vance. as well. They're bringing back Gex. Yeah. Gex. 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 The games we all remember, right? Oh, I remember Gex. I, okay, I know Gex for one reason, because that's what they named the lizard on X-Play. Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace. New X-Play. Um, but yeah, they're bringing back Gargoyles, a Shantae game. Clock Tower, if I quickly. Clock yeah. Tower. There were more. And it's just like, and this is just limited run games making a literal limited run of these classics so that they can be brought back into the world and they can't i love that they do that but they can't do that for every game they right 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 they and don't it have takes a big logistics it's definitely a logistic nightmare as well because when i ordered um limited run games for like uh number heroes uh, two one and two for switch it's just like yeah unfortunately it's a logistics nightmare as well so <laughs> yes, it takes a absolutely. long time for them to get especially when they are brought back um scott scott pilgrim yeah oh yeah, yeah that one. Oh. <laughs> so this is a serious issue and it's one we'll probably talk about in a, in a later episode eventually but this is our history and if we can't honor all the games both the ones that were popular the ones that weren't then we're losing pieces of ourselves as, right as right right as that may sound so, be, between... that was so inspiring. Thank you. I mean, like, heck, like, Faith, you, you want people to play Nintendogs, right? Yes. Exactly. So, yeah, we should, like, def- there's even more for the cause of, like, yeah, bring these great the 3D classic. I mean, heck, you want people to play more Nintendogs or even, like, the good old Mario Kart DS. 
So yes, even much more 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 a call for the cause. Yeah. So we need to do right by not just gamers, but the game developers who came before us who wanted to make these titles for people to enjoy and remember. And the fact that I, I'm a Shantae fan, but I didn't know that that one GBA game exists. And that, that's on me as well as it is on everyone else, but we're not letting that be available on all these other platforms, especially in this digital age that we live in, where you can just like, hey, here's a massive library of titles. It's available. Not anymore. Why it's important to, ha again, have these libraries. I mean, yes, we have books and these things, but even that thing's being threatened now. So yeah, now having libraries of these old titles free of that, like legally access, then yes, even more important, What more so, more so. Yeah. <sighs> All right, well, now let's go to a, uh, uh, a better, a better uh, topic, okay? <laughs> let's talk uh... about the Emmys. Hooray. Which I know is incredibly ironic because of the, the actors' strike and writers' strike right now. But we need to focus on one title that I know is not Nintendo exclusive, but it is impactful to Nintendo as a whole, especially because of a movie that came out earlier this year. The Last of Us. Yep. Yeah. Okay. The Last of Us on HBO, the live-action adaptation, got 24 Emmy nominations. Damn. That's impressive. That's a lot. <laughs> so, but l let me... uh. Let me, let me break that down even more for you. Uh, uh, Pedro Pascal, Best Actor Award, or nomination. Best Actor nomination in a series. Uh, Bella Ramsey, Best Lead Actress in a series. And then in the Guest Actor category, they have four people! <laughs> I, th I was Literally, like, one, almost every episode. <laughs> pretty much. I was, like, I, was, I was expecting one via Nick Offerman because of his incredible performance in, in episode three. Uh, which he probably, if he doesn't win, like, my God, you, you, like, Emmys are corrupt. I mean, I, knew the, I already know the Oscars are corrupt, but the Emmys have been, like, the walking the line. Let, we'll see if they perform here. But uh, also, one of the, a, a literal deaf actor got nominated for an Emmy for his guest performance, which is awesome. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, the, the actresses behind Tess and, uh, who was the, who was the Firefly leader? Marlene, Marlene. Marlene, thank you. Yes. Marlene, she got nominated. There was nominated for uh, directing, for writing, for like basically all sorts of categories. And this is important because this is the very first video game property to be nominated for major awards consideration. Period. So this is the benchmark, ladies and gentlemen. Everything has to follow The Last of Us. Boy, that feels <laughs> like we've said that before. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I mean, where's the lie, right? I mean, so, and the reason I wanted to bring this up in relation to Nintendo is I'm sure that there are some who are going to want the Super Mario Brothers movie to be nominated for Best Animated Movie at the Oscars. Yes. Yeah. And, and of course, Best Song for Peaches. Yeah. We all Come on, want Jack Black. Come we on. We all want <laughs> Jack Black to perform at the Oscars. You know, it's true. So. And hopefully, if they do win Best Picture, Chris Pratt will not accept the award. It's going to be a hard one to do with Spider-Verse in the running. Oh, that's true, Spider-Verse. Yeah. True, true. Well, it, it was nice while it lasted. <laughs> I'm they offended. can still be nominated, though. Oh, what, what, what was that? I heard a Chris Pratt I'm offended. Oh, I'm offended because y'all kept talking. Y'all kept talking, and you didn't let me say that I was offended. Uh-huh. So wait, hold on. So are you offended we didn't let you talk, or are you offended we assaulted your boy? 
Both. There you go. <laughs> Do you feel better now that you got that out? I, I, I'm going to add more to our very long text that we're going to have tonight. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. So. You just wait. As soon as I get off this podcast, you're going to hear angry typing all the way from where you are of me writing you a long text go, go message. Ahead. Girl, I have my <laughs> headphones on and my phone is five feet away from me. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. But uh, seriously, congrats to everyone who uh, worked on The Last of Us with the actors, the writers and directors, the showrunner, Greg Meisen. Uh, even though I was not, I had never played The Last of Us. I was one of the rare people who played, who watched The Last of Us then played The Last of Us. And I still intend to do that comparison feature eventually. But uh, it was such a good show. Very powerful. Very loyal to the uh, source material while adding in their own stuff to make it even better which is so hard to say when you think about how great the game was. But uh, you've earned these nominations. I don't know how many you're actually going to win. Not, yeah. beca not because of the video game property thing. That, honestly, I don't feel has a bearing on this. It's because of the competition. <laughs> I'm talking three. There are literally four HBO shows going at each other. Secession, The White Lotus, uh, House of the Dragon, and Last of Us. It's literally yep. the HBO Awards. <laughs> the Emmys were like the HBO Max Awards. <laughs> no, 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 just Max. Just right, Max. right, right. They, they decided to get rid of the thing that anyone remembered about them. Yeah, Max. <laughs> anyway, so, but congrats to all. I hope you at least win one. I'd be shocked if they went over 24. That, that, would, that would just seem criminal. I doubt they will win all of 24. If I was to bet, if I was to put my hopes on one, it'd be Nick Offerman because just about everyone <laughs> loved that episode yep. with all their hearts. But you never know. You never know. All right. Now back to depressing news. Let's talk about fake Switch successor news. Ah, boy. Here we go again. <laughs> I kid you not. I, I, I was working on another website and I'm like, can I talk about this? Because there's like this fake news stuff going around. It's like, yeah, just blast it. I'm like, okay. So I wrote about it. And then the next day, a major comic book website posted about another fake Nintendo Switch rumor. I'm like, stop it! You are part of the problem! Stop reporting the fake stuff that we all know is fake. I literally went to Reddit, which is already murky at best when it comes to the truth. And you know what I'm talking about, Redditors. Okay, you are part of the problem. And <laughs> you know it's true. Um, and they're like, this this guy made a post and he said, you know, Switch successor reveal, you know, it looks legit. It was removed almost instantly, and the comments were like, dude, you've been posting this everywhere. Stop posting it. We all know it's fake. And I'm like, there you go. We're tired of it. The critics should be tired of it. Nintendo is definitely tired of it. Stop posting the fake stuff and just wait for Nintendo to talk about it. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we've already talked about it here on the podcast that you shouldn't believe anything unless it's official. But this is just getting ridiculous, especially when Nintendo already said, if you recall, like a month or two ago, they're not going to talk about the Switch 2 until next year. And maybe even less in terms of when it comes in regard to its launch. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay? Remember, they, were, they fully unveiled the Switch and its lineup three months, less than three months before it was released to the world. They they announced no two months. It was they talked about it in January and they released it in March, and that worked for them just fine, as me, Will, and Tyler can attest to. <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know if you we told you that story, Faith. We were watching the event, the Nintendo Switch reveal event, and they said that Nintendo Switch will go live on March third, twenty seventeen, and pre-orders are available now. So me, Will, and Tyler rushed to get our orders in, and thank God we all did. Yeah, we got the first, first, the first yeah, release. Those, those sold one. out fast. We were day one. I was 
thrilled. I bet that was cool to like, you know, I feel like so many times they're like, hey, we're going to tease this new thing that comes out over six, seven months from now. I bet that's cool to actually see, hey, this console is coming out in less than two months and you can buy it now. Yeah, it was. It, I bet well, that was a cool experience. Yeah. It, it was. Well, it, I mean, yeah, but you get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and like the games they showed, Faith, I mean, they showed Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, was ARMS in that one, Will? I'm not sure, but I know they teased in No More Heroes 3. Yeah, and then Splatoon. The Splatoon, which we didn't know if it was a port or uh, uh, a sequel, which eventually was revealed to be a sequel. But uh, yeah, they were like, hey, we got all this stuff coming out in 2017 that made it one of the best gaming years ever for Nintendo platforms because they had so much. And it, oh, it was a night to remember. So mm-hmm. why are you guys trying to ruin that night <laughs> and ruin the future night we're going to have by making all this fake news crap? You have no idea what Nintendo is going to do. No one knows what Nintendo is going to do. That's why they're Nintendo. <laughs> Again, uh, the last the thing Switch you need... DS. No, <laughs> right, right, right. And of course, the last thing you need to have the Nintendo Ninjas on you. And yes, they will get on you for these things. So I won't be surprised. It's like coming soon to a console system near you Switch DSVR. <laughs> <laughs> uh... The power is in your hands and on your head. Faith is like, oh my gosh, I will buy that day one. Oh. I mean, f- frankly, anything like well, Nintendo yeah. weeks, we more or less buy it instantly. Again, like they're like yeah. Apple in that sense. We will just eat it up. What was that, Faith? But, but, well, I was agreeing with Will, but then like, imagine having VR and having Nintendogs. <laughs> VR Nintendogs. Imagine. I'm surprised no, no, no uh, VR games, uh, the developer's been done that yet. I'm surprised. Yeah. What is that? No, no, no. Like, he's saying, like, why? He, he's surprised some, like a VR developer hasn't done it like a Nintendogs clone. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm, uh, that is Honestly, I've tried to look because, like, like, I, like I'm going to get a little, a little um, sad here. When my cat passed, I was like, that's when I got into VR, like, two months after that. And all I wanted was a game that allows you to have a pit. And they don't have any VR games to where I can just like sit in a room and just play with pits. And I'm like, mm-hmm, why? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I'm... stupid, but whatever. <laughs> that, I, I, you know, the more I think about it, Will, I'm shocked that that hasn't happened yet. I mean, I know we have like... like something that everyone would—well, not everyone, obviously—but like VR people would eat up. Yeah, like I know that like, think, again, yeah. VR chat, VR world, like again, there's that, but like, I guess they try is kind of hard to emulate that same sense, like what Nintendo did back in the 3DS days. So I don't know, maybe I don't know. So we'll, we'll have to see how it goes, but seriously, people, unless Nintendo is talking about it directly, directly, uh, don't believe it. Okay, I highly doubt, like, who predicted the Switch? No one. I bet you anything that people thought they would get like as far away from the Wii U as possible, but instead they just evolved it. And look how that turned out. Epically. <laughs> Remove the TV and everything worked out nice. <laughs> I liked the, I liked the remote the you know the remote play. It was just the console was, you know, not as good in other facets, including its gaming lineup and how it was, you know, branded. But that we've already talked about that. So uh moving on, as Will has alluded to many times, Pikmin 4 is coming out next Friday. And that will be our ne- the next big Nintendo release. Now, who here is getting it? 
I'll definitely will be. I'll be stopped by Nintendo and why. Yeah. Faith? Yeah, I'm getting it. Scott? I will not be getting it. I, I will not I, be getting it. I I have the one from Best Buy pre-ordered, and it comes with an adorable tote bag. <laughs> well, I'm so happy for you. But is there Pikmin in the tote bag? <laughs> Are you getting the real Pikmin? Can you chuck them? Well, it's like this right here. If you go on AliExpress, I love AliExpress. I get all kinds of cheap stuff from China. They have the cutest little Pikmin plushies. And I'm like, those are so freaking cute. And I'm so tempted. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I see. Get them, those yeah. and put them in the tote bag and we'll be set. But the tote bag is like one of those um, like travel. I don't know what they're actually called, but like the canvas tote bags you can like wipe off and like use for like your groceries and stuff. I'm like, that's yeah, so yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. I mean, yeah, like if anything, like that's one of the one thing. And again, if you haven't played the demo, by all means, please play the demo of Pikmin 4. And it's just like, yeah, as I said in my demo preview, it is just that game you should be looking out for. And of course, naturally, Nintendo has been releasing like little preview videos of of the of introductions of the main three pigment of red, uh, blue, and yellow. And of course, Magic, they're probably releasing more down the line to celebrate its release. So here's open. Yeah, pigment four is coming out next week, as well as the Pirate Meeple Amiibos. Yes, reminding you of Amiibos. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know. Quiet will. Uh, also, in Japan, uh, they were doing some very unique uh, advertising for Pikmin 4, including showing off a picture of the Pikmin carrying the uh, Game Boy Advance DS, or SP, sorry. Game Boy Advance, and now I got the DS stuck in my head. Thanks, Scott. Uh, <laughs> Game Boy Advance SP, because reasons. Because everyone remembers that handheld. Yep. <laughs> my cousin had that. I kid you not, my cousin had that, and it was interesting. But whatever. Uh... All right, next up we have the Pokemon Center. Okay, this is a, this is a fun one. So the Nintendo, sorry, the Pokemon Invitational for International Invitational or whatever for the uh, training card game happened in Columbus, Ohio recently, and they set up a po portable Pokemon Center, like one you'd find in, in NYC or in Japan. And dear gosh, I wish I was there. <laughs> like, so there was like so many Pokemon plushies and statues. They had like the 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 official. Uh, clothing items that the the store has like with the team rocket gear and all that and yeah i wish i was there because it would have been so cool i would have bought i would have gone broke but it would have been worth it i'm kind of <laughs> shocked i didn't see this news the only news that i seen about pokemon this week was um the little free tote like free backpack thing they're giving out on um the pokemon center website well, I, I Do you know what I'm talking about? No. I think I recall, yeah. It's like the, the little egg incubator thing from Pokemon Go, but they made oh. it into like a backpack. Oh, okay, yeah. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to break kayfabe for a second. Uh, I was having some serious internet issues, and it affected our recording. So Faith has had to leave, and we're just going to forget the rest of the news. It wasn't really that important anyway, and go right into our main event, because there is a Splatfest this weekend, and all of us are excited. So what is the best ice cream flavor? Well, it's time to settle it and splat. Now, as you know, hopefully, 
uh, this is a very, how we want to say it, tailored Splatfest because chocolate ice cream is not on the menu, ladies and gentlemen. It is vanilla, it is strawberry, it is mint chocolate chip. Not the same. Blasphemy. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, chocolate had its day, and now it's everyone else's turn. So we, uh, Faith was going to be on Team Mint Chocolate Chip, so Scott, who is on that team, now has to carry the weight of two people. And oh, this is not how, pressure at all. See how that works. But you, thankfully, you have to go last due to the order of operations, or in this case, ice cream flavors. So <laughs> Will, a.k.a. Team Vanilla, make a case. <laughs> so if you have already checked out the pre uh Splatfest convo from Shiver, the argument is yeah, as we know that vanilla is just one I like what is the first thing you think about when you think of the term ice cream? Vanilla flavor. Like, do you think about going to other things like of course like chocolate or strawberry? No, you immediately go your mind goes to vanilla. Just of one, it is just the most as, as I said before, it's definitely one of the most basic flavors, but it's exactly that. The standard, the basic, whatever you go to, vanilla is there when you want to think of ice cream. And just like, I don't know. I don't know how many times I've, I, you had vanilla in your lives, but just, I don't know. Vanilla ice cream is just that that flavor that just radiates happiness, in, in my opinion. Like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm having it up here, but... It's just really else. Nothing else really want to add more to it. It's just like sure, it's the basic, basic flavors. You can add like anything else, topics, whatever. But but when it's just that vanilla, creamy smoothness of flavors, and you add it to, of course, uh, shiver more or less nailed it perfectly. Like when you have a uh, root beer floats, what do you add? Vanilla and soda, like or vanilla and root beer. That's how you get more of those connections. You and that's how with others flavors like yeah, root beer. That smooth vanilla taste, like. That that's pretty much one of the like, if not the most basic of reasons. I granted, I'll give you that. It's just one with things, but again, it's just a good flavor to, to really go back to. Again, basic flavor, but it's a good flavor. And now I'm gonna go to the other reason of why I'm choosing uh, vanilla is because like, yes, I have learned my lesson, and I think if I call correctly, it has been two shiver victories already. Like everybody in shiver has already been tucking them on, on team power, and yes, I will give you that one victory tot of team power. <laughs> but now shiver has taken over with 14 vanilla, and yes, I'm gonna go full meme here. Yes, everyone likes white. White ink. They gotta be shooting that white ink everywhere. And I'm just, of course, going for the point. Like, yeah, like I wonder if they're gonna be going to the point of having an overwhelming majority, like we did with Team Power of the last Blackfest. And I've learned my lesson. I've been a Shiver fan once. I, I like. I decided to go from beyond my reasoning, going away from my Shiver fanboyism a bit, and join Team Courage with, with Big Man. And that cost me. Bothered me and it doesn't even matter. So yes, I'm going back to Shiver, going go full <laughs> meme here, getting that white ink, spraying it all everywhere, and yes, I'm just being being that kind of guy. So yes, Team Vanilla, white ink, let's go. I feel so dirty. <laughs> just like yeah. First of all, Will was clearly straining to talk about what makes Vanilla great, which should speak volumes, and then he had to go for the. What do you want to call it? The cultured response, I suppose, to try and show why he was picking up, which means he doesn't even agree with this topic, uh, with his choice, ladies and gentlemen. He's going because of what he feels everyone else is going to pick. That's not 
That's not loyalty. That's being a follower, Will. But I am a host, and the host leads by example. Thus, I am on Team Strawberry. Why? In the words of the immortal known as Faith. I just like it. <laughs> that, 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 that's all. I, 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 I don't really need more than that. I, I, I just I just like it and, and you know okay so Scott you can go now okay yeah uh, <laughs> I was say you sure <laughs> no I mean that's all, that's all I really need okay look strawberry is one of those deceptive flavors okay like if you go to a McDonald's and you ask for a milkshake I got on a non-holiday or like one of them experimental like the grimace crap whatever the heck that was. Like for anyone who actually drank the Grimace shake, are you actually alive or do you just think you're alive? That is <laughs> I actually didn't want to try the Grimace shake, but I'm I never sure had the did. portion. But uh, but on a, on a standard day at McDonald's, you can have one of three flavors: you can have vanilla, you can have chocolate, or you can have strawberry. And if you get the strawberry, you don't regret it. I would know. I had one a few weeks ago after uh, helping out my grandmother. And it was just like, oh, yeah, this is worth it. That's all it takes is one sip of a strawberry milkshake or strawberry ice cream or a strawberry sundae. And you're you're in heaven. And Will's like, oh, but, you know, you put vanilla in things. Yeah, but you put strawberries in things, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, for example, Will, on vanilla sundaes, what do they usually pour over? They pour over chocolate sauce and strawberry. Uh, uh, what's the What's the word? Um, is there strawberry sauce syrup? No. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Strawberry syrup. They also have strawberry puree. If you know what that oh, is. Puree. Uh, how, how fancy <laughs> puree. Thank you. But uh, yeah, you, you put strawberries on your vanilla ice cream. Why? Because you want to add more flavor. You want to add even more joy to it beyond what is vanilla. That's why vanilla means basic. You basic, will. Basic. I mean, do you even Stop need it, anything turn. else Stop aside Stop from one another? Like, turn. why do you ha Stop have to spend extra money to add put in that extra <laughs> flavor my for turn. I didn't interrupt yours, so don't, don't you dare interrupt mine. But strawberry is that flavor that you're like, you know, it's not my first choice, but now that I have had it, it's a great choice. And that's why chocolate really isn't on here. It's it. They had to put a chocolate-ish. <laughs> you know, they have, they have chocolate-like. You know, like roguelike, it's chocolate-like, okay? Also, if you want to know the origins of roguelike phrasing, look at the Nate with Sakurai video. It's informative as heck. I had no idea. I really didn't. Uh, but strawberry is the one where you're like, okay, yeah, it's not your first choice. Because everyone's like, okay, I'll probably take chocolate. Or if I'm very basic, I'll, pick, I'll take vanilla. But once you have strawberry, you know you didn't make the wrong choice, all right? So strawberry, it's not your first choice, but it's still the best choice. Choose strawberries. You're welcome. Scott, try and beat that. <laughs> Alrighty. So first, I just want to say that the strongest strength of vanilla ice cream is also its strongest weakness, is the fact that you kind of need stuff to make it actually taste good. Well. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, you're talking about you want to add root beer float. Well, you have to add the root beer to flavor it. You have to add That's all true. this other stuff to flavor it. True. Mint chocolate chip, guess what? You don't got to do that. You can just eat mint chocolate chip ice cream out of the tin, and you are just dandy for it. Dandy? You're just, <laughs> you're just dandy, are we? But I do also want to do a fun little fact about uh, what popularized the flavor of mint chocolate chip is actually Girl Scouts. 
Uh, Girl Scouts in the 1940s used little peppermint in their chocolate to turn a chocolate peppermint cookies that we have as now chocolate thin mints, which is still being made and sold today. Well, seasonal. (laughs) And it is, yeah, a lot of people say it's the best flavor. And honestly, the only flavor I think that's better than it is the Tagalongs. That's a whole other story. (laughs) That's another flavor. That's not here. That's not on the table. But the mint chocolate chip one is and therefore i will fight for that one even if it's still second best it's still above the other two in my mind so, so what you're saying is don't do it for the ice cream do it for the girl scouts i mean if, if that's what it takes <laughs> <laughs> i mean i just quote from sherbert like oh you like the sensation of it how epicurean <laughs> but you, but you also have to cream. note that i want chocolate ch- like chocolate chip or mint chocolate chip and more than just ice cream, which means I can just have it as a flavor itself in a lot of other things. Except for, don't get the toothpaste stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> don't try getting those like chocolate, mint chocolate chip toothpaste. It's not good. It doesn't actually taste like mint chocolate chip. And all the people who say it does are liars. Yeah. Or have never actually had mint chocolate chip things in their life. Or say that everything <laughs> tastes like chicken. I mean, there are those people that do say that too. Yeah, well, let's just prove them wrong so they're idiots. <laughs> So mint chocolate chip ice cream is the way to go because it just tastes good as is. I don't need to add anything. And it's also a flavor that I want in a lot of different things than just ice cream. True. But honestly, I do appreciate it probably the most as ice cream because the little cold tinge adds and accentuates the little peppermint flakes so well that it just makes the ice cream so good and it swells and it just makes me want to have it thinking about just how that tastes. I like it. It's good to say a day now that accentuates the visuals. Oh, yeah. So, look, I'm not going to lie. If I wasn't Team Strawberry, I'd probably be Team Mint Chocolate Chip because, like, my family has had that multiple times over the years. All right? Like, it's one of the go-tos you have in the Black family. So, <laughs> my last name is Black for all of you who didn't know. Like, <laughs> read a book people no <laughs> read my books people <laughs> I mean, chocolate chip is one of those deceptive flavors because you're like it's green and then you like you bite into it and it's like oh it's so good and like and mint mint chocolate chip shakes like dairy queens oh have them. they're good the peppermint <laughs> shakes that uh, the shamrock shakes that uh, mcdonald's has you know like those are like to die for then you have like the peppermint hot chocolates too, or even like go. the mint chocolate milks that they there have. It's it's just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, personally for me, like the only reason I kind of like got a little bit intrigued is because of I'm not sure you know uh, Scott about this anime series. Uh, Uzaki Chan wants to hang out. Uh, the su- <laughs> the sukoi deck. I mean, I mean she kind of also would lead that charge of mint uh, mint chocolate <laughs> chocolate. It's like okay. I mean, I tried some mint chocolate myself. It's like. It, it's an acquired taste, if anything else, <laughs> in so my opinion. Vanilla. <laughs> vanilla is a taste of something, I'm sure. <laughs> also, I want to note, ladies and gentlemen, that the moment that we try and describe something will automatically goes to anime and waifus. So, I mean, where's the lie? We always have to have our hobbies. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Our, our, our cultures, right, Will? Hey, I bring a culture, unlike you. Uh-huh. Right. I'm pretty sure of, of the two of us, one of our cultures is basic, and what is it? You're basic! I don't know. U.S. or, or Japan? Which one is more basic? Mm. Wait, what was that? 
We're, we're bringing in the Japan versus American fights. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Okay, well, is, that, is that our next settlement in Splat? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, so what, what would it be? America versus Japan versus the UK? <laughs> oh, Jesus. We're going to go into that territory. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there, there's your Splat Fest for you. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, we're not talking about that one, no. So... Okay, but here's here's the real question. If chocolate, like full on chocolate, was in the Splat Fest, would we be all on Team Chocolate? I would. I would. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. I think chocolate's overrated. Oh my god. <laughs> the one who likes vanilla. Boom! <laughs> but Tali just stole your line. I don't care. It was dissing Will. Uh, yeah. Well, you're really going to die on that vanilla hill, aren't you? I, it was literally in the Splatfest combo. Yes, I would die on that vanilla hill. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. That's, uh... Again, we shall see this in Splatfest, and if vanilla wins, I will laugh in your face. I already I already accepted that vanilla will probably win, and it's not because it's of its flavor. I honestly think, I honestly think if we're being honest here, I, I feel mint chocolate will win. Just I want a, it to be the winner. Just a hunch. <laughs> it seems to be we the underdog. I'll give it that much. But underdogs have won before. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. And just a reminder, the Splatfest is on from Friday to Sunday. So uh, I will be at a con on Saturday, so I'll be sure to play Friday and Sunday. Uh, but may the uh, victor go the spoils. And by spoils, I mean, we'll hopefully not bragging over us if Vanilla somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going to be like me when Power One is like, oh, you guys thought. You had your moment in the sun. Let us still have it. I did have my moment because you all doubted Power and I won. And it was glorious. (laughs) I had the shirt to prove it. Uh, Uh, It's okay. I'm probably not going to get the mint chocolate chip shirt, though. (laughs) All right. And with that, we are in this episode of the Nintendo RTM podcast. Whose side are you on for the next Splatfest? Uh, are you going to get Pikmin 4 next week? We will, we will be talking about it uh, next podcast for sure, but just let us know. Uh, are you tired of all of these Switch successor rumors? Who do you think is going to win awards from The Last of Us, if any at all? And are you glad the FTC admitted that Nintendo is competition for Microsoft and Sony? Because, of course, they are. Obviously. Duh. Let us know in the comments below. So, for Puckle 5, Skull Get Scott, Wario Will, I am Triforce Side, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time, we are not out of lives, we made it to the end of the level, so, raise the flag.